Welcome to Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, man? What's up? Yo, all right. In today's episode, we got some crazy news to break down. Uh, Three big quarterback moves. Uh, One wasn't really a move, but it was still big either way. Uh, Happening in the NFL, um, we'll definitely break all of it down. Free agency is almost here. Um, teams are making their moves and yeah, it's pretty exciting. And then, uh, after that, yeah, we'll just get right down into an early look at running backs for the 2022 fantasy season. So how does that sound? Sounds good. All right. So let's start off with the big news. The first one is that Aaron Rodgers is going to be staying in green Bay. Um, I don't think that comes as much of a surprise to, I guess, people around him as I guess they've been saying all along that he, um, was pretty much uh, going to stay in Green Bay. Uh, they didn't think he was going anywhere else. Apparently, the deal he signed with them is short-term. I think some people are reporting that it's like $50 million a year over four years, which comes out to $200 million. I think Aaron Rodgers hasn't confirmed that yet, so that, that might have just been an offer. That might not be the actual contract, but I guess the fact that he's staying in Green Bay, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I guess he's a... He was originally like the next man up from Brett Favre. So I think Green Bay still hasn't won a Super Bowl um, since Brett Favre left. And I guess that's probably the main reason why Aaron Rodgers is staying. He wants to at least at least win one for Green Bay before he either tries to hang it up or goes to a different team. Yeah, I think he might have won one, but I think it was when he was younger, like maybe 2010, 2011, around there. So I think Rodgers does have one win, but yeah, the fact is he hasn't won in like over 10 years. So um, when you're winning back-to-back MVPs, but yet you're not doing anything in the playoffs, I think that is kind of controversial in a sense. Um, people tend to bash him a lot for that. So um, yeah, I agree with you other than that. Like, yeah, he definitely wants to win one for Green Bay. And uh, I guess he feels like this team is um, – it's his best opportunity. I guess he feels like he has the right pieces around him. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? I guess maybe. I'm not entirely sure because, like, for the past couple of years, he's been saying, I don't have enough help. And I guess even in the draft, they didn't really, I guess Green Bay didn't really draft enough wide receivers, I felt like, in order to maybe uh, satisfy Aaron Rodgers. So I'm guessing this offseason is probably going to be um, not the final straw, but it's going to kind of be like a barometer for how he feels, I guess. Yeah, I think definitely getting Devontae Adams under contract, whether it's like franchise tag or or a long-term deal, that's definitely one of their the things they need to do. It looks like Adams is probably going to stay just because Rodgers is staying. So I feel like he, he wanted to make sure Rodgers was committing before he signed. So hopefully that gets done. Maybe they bring Randall Cobb back. Um, they could go out and get another piece that's possible. I know they drafted Amari Rogers. Maybe he could take the next step next year. Yeah, they have a few different options. So uh, we'll see what they're able to do. We'll see how much money they have because they, they've locked down two really solid running backs. Uh, both um, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are really solid. They can both play a lot of different styles, uh, which is great for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So 
yeah, I even think their offensive line's pretty good as well. So um, as long as Aaron Rodgers seems like he's happy here, I mean, I think he made the right decision. Um, maybe this contract could handicap them a little bit, but then again, he didn't even confirm the contract, so it might not even be this much. So he might even reduce his salary just to be able to get other players on the team. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady did it multiple times. He could have had um, as big as a pay, as a paycheck that he he wanted. He could have asked for anything, but he normally he's normally willing to take a pay cut in order to get the best possible roster. So I'm guessing at this age, and Rogers is probably going to do something similar. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, if he does that, um, it'll sort of open up. Uh, some some room to sort of bring in some free agents or whatnot but yeah definitely going to the draft is another option as well um hopefully yeah a guy like Amari Rogers who they drafted last year can sort of take that next step become a solid receiver for them but then yeah other than that great for Aaron Rodgers uh, he figured out his future and that sort of set the quarterback market crazy at this point uh we saw the very same day Russell Wilson getting traded um yeah, it was a huge deal. He gets traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah, he's a five-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion with the Seahawks. Um, I believe he, they beat the Denver Broncos in their Super Bowl win, which is kind of ironic. And yeah, so I guess we'll go over the package deal here. Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth-round pick goes to the Denver Broncos. And coming back to Seattle is quarterback Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, a 2022 first rounder, a 2023 first rounder, 2022 second, 2022 fifth round, and a 2023 second round pick. So, um, yeah, that, that's an insane deal. Um, two first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, three potential starting level players. I guess Drew Locke is the questionable one about whether he's actually a starter or not. And then, yeah, Wilson goes to the Broncos. And I think the Broncos, I guess by making this move, they seem like they're in win-now mode. I guess, what are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I'm guessing um, this is basically playoff uh, playoff push uh, move. But they gave up quite a bit. So they're basically leveraging their future in order to get Russell Wilson in. And they're probably hoping he can kind of take them all the way. So I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit um, unfortunately, I'm not sure um, how their draft, the Broncos draft is going to look. So they're going to need to find a way to try to get the most help for Wilson as possible. Yeah, I mean, like their division's already so tough. Like the Chiefs were the division winners. We already know how good they are. They won a Super Bowl a couple, like two or three years back. The Raiders are a playoff team. They were last year. They're really solid as well. They're only going to get better because they, uh, we're missing a lot of players last year. Um, the Chargers, they missed the playoffs on the last day of the season. They easily could have been a playoff team as well. Some argue they were better than Pittsburgh, the team that actually got in. So you got three potential playoff teams ahead of you. I think it's going to be tough for the Broncos. That's a really difficult division. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? I guess if it was me, my thinking would be like, sure, Russell Wilson is like a once-in-a-lifetime like opportunity-type trade. But at the same time, maybe they could have waited because at this point, there's like so many um, teams that are really strong right now. So if you could maybe wait a few years, you might not get like a Russell Wilson type 
quarterback, but you could get like a really solid quarterback um, in the in the drafts, and then maybe Teddy Bridgewater could have tidied you over for a bit. But I guess um, the front office in the Broncos they feel a little bit uh, different. They think uh, Wilson is still the guy. He's still really talented, and he is still really talented. So I guess we'll just have to see how far that talent takes the Broncos. Yeah, I feel like maybe the Broncos overpaid a little bit, but I think I agree with you. They feel like they're in win-now mode. Um, they just went all in. Drew Locke was never going to be the starter of this team. We already knew that. They already have Albert O at tight end. They don't need Noah Fant. And, I mean, the draft capital, that's probably what's going to hurt them the most, in my opinion. But at the same time, they have a lot of really good young players. Like, you just go off the list, like Jerry Judy, Bradley Chubb and, you know, players like they just drafted Pat Sertain in the first round last year. Like he's already going to become a lockdown corner probably as soon as this season. So yeah, they, they have a lot of good young players. Like I could go down their whole roster. Those are just a few names, but yeah, I think they feel like their time is now Wilson. uh, He probably gives them the best chance at going for it, whether they're going to get there. I don't know. They might not get there in their first season, but I mean, look at Tampa, Brady's first season, they got there. Look at the Rams, Stafford's first season there, they got there. So maybe they're trying to follow that kind of trend, see if they can do that. But they're going to have a lot of tough teams to beat. We've seen how good the Chiefs are. Um, The Raiders aren't going to be an easy battle, even if they do take a step back next year. Um, Chargers, we mentioned, got the Bills, you got the Patriots, you got the Titans, and then you have the whole um, AFC North division. We don't even know who's going to come out of there. Might be the Bengals again, could be the Ravens, who knows. But, yeah, the AFC is really tough. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess uh, any last thoughts on this uh, Wilson deal, whether it was an overpay or, I guess, just the trade in general? I guess, in in a sense, you could say it's an overpay because, um, they're again, like, they're leveraging a lot of the future. But at the same time, if I was, like, the Seahawks GM, there's no way I would let – uh, Russell Wilson go for like any anything else if that makes sense so this is kind of if you wanted to get a player as good as Russell Wilson you kind of have to pay a lot yeah I definitely agree uh, it was a bit of an overpay but I don't think the Seahawks would have settled for less I, I think you you make sense there um, yeah the Seahawks they've always been short on draft picks so this is great for them to sort of sort of rebuild their roster quarterback's going to be tough to to get because uh, we've seen how some teams have just struggled to get quarterbacks. The Broncos being a prime example, like Peyton Manning retires. They haven't really had a decent starter since then. So Wilson's now their guy. Um, and yeah, the Seahawks either got to ride with Drew Locke or they got to find their guy. So We'll definitely see um, where they go. I know they also cut veteran linebacker, Bobby Wagner, which means that the Legion of Boom defense has finally come to an end there in Seattle. What a run they had. Um, yeah, so we'll see where he signs as well. But yeah, there's another smaller piece of news. Uh, Carson Wentz getting traded to the Washington Commanders. Um, I guess this is a deal that only happened because Washington felt like they were in on the other two quarterbacks, but they didn't get them. So they sort of settled for Carson Wentz. I think it was a decent pickup. I guess we'll look at the deal here. Um, Indianapolis receives uh, the third round pick in 2022 and 2023 from the Commanders. Um, I think the third round pick next year becomes a second rounder if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps, which means he's pretty much the starter. So, um, yeah, I, I think that 
Uh, it's a decent deal. I don't know if Wentz should have left the Colts. I think they should have run another season with him. I think this season ended kind of like not really ended. I think their whole season was kind of weird. They started off pretty poorly because, you know, Wentz was hurt. The offensive line was hurt and they got like on a hot streak and then things kind of fell apart there at the end. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this deal? And I guess the Wentz and the Colts. My thinking is like, yeah, this was kind of a disappointment, but I think trading Wentz the first season that you didn't succeed is um, a little bit short-sighted because now you have to kind of scramble and figure out, okay, who's going to replace Carson Wentz because he's still a really um, talented quarterback. I feel like if he was fully healthy and the Colts were fully healthy, they could have made a playoff run, but um, just didn't turn out um, this season. But they still have a really good roster. It's just that they needed a quarterback. So they should have held on to Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, too late, I guess. They, he's gone now. And, um, yeah, hopefully he does well in Washington. He's ending up in the same division from where he was drafted in Philly. So I think he'll get a chance to face both Philly and Indianapolis this year. So definitely some good uh, revenge game narratives there. Um, yeah, I think that uh, you're right. I think the Colts are a good team. They're a ready-made team. You just got to drop a quarterback in there. I think they're reportedly going to pursue Jimmy Garoppolo. I know he just had surgery, so I don't know when he's going to be ready to play. I know the Giants are going after Trubisky, so I think he'll end up being off the market if he signs there. Yeah, there's still a few other teams that need quarterbacks, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything uh, that we need to cover for news. So uh, let's just hop right into our early look for fantasy running backs for the 2022 fantasy season. Uh, we'll sort of take a look at our top 12 again, maybe like two or three names after that that maybe could jump into the top 12 at some point. So I guess I'll start with you. I guess who are your, your 12 names? So I guess for my names, I got um, Alvin Kamara, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Christian Caffrey. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. I think these are like five of probably the most talented, um, I guess, running backs in my opinion. I put Christian McCaffrey at fifth. It's a little bit controversial because he's potentially the most talented out of all the running backs, but he's been injured for like multiple years now. So I'm not sure how that's going to affect him fantasy wise. Um, obviously if you're not available to play, you're not going to be able to get in points. So if you're draft, if you're drafting him now that he's been injured multiple years, that's something you're going to want to keep in mind. Alvin Kamara, um, He's also uh, really talented. I think that he was injured last year, but this year, if he's um, fully healthy, he should be able to get um, a lot of yardage. He should be able to get a lot of passes as well. Jonathan Taylor, um, I put him at second because he did finish first. So you should, I guess you should be able to put him around the top three. Um, Derrick Henry was injured, but he normally gets the most yards um, whenever he's on the field, he gets a ton of yards, gets downfield, he can even get touchdowns. So, yeah. And Dalvin Cook, he's also um, uh, really, I guess, similar. He's um, pretty much like the focal point for the Vikings offense. So that's what I did there. And then I guess I have Austin Eckler, um, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette. They're like a little bit lower, but they're also um, really talented as well. They can both catch, they can both run. 
I think um, Leonard Fournette is going to be in a position where he's probably going to have to run more and he might be catching a little bit less. So it's going to depend on who's going to be the new quarterback in Tampa Bay. Najee Harris is kind of in a similar situation as Fournette. He's really talented. He can get down the field without really any problems. He can catch. It's just who's going to be the new quarterback. That's going to kind of affect his fantasy a little bit. Uh, Nick Chubb, I think he's talented. It's just that he's playing with Kareem Hunt, so he's going to be sharing some snaps. And he can get down the field. It's just that um, going through the red zone, getting touchdowns hasn't um, really been his thing for the past couple of years. Not necessarily because of, he doesn't have the talent, but um, again, he's sharing snaps with Kareem, Kareem Hunt, so he's not necessarily going to get the most touchdowns because of that. Um, James Conner, I think he really took a step up this year, so he could finish somewhere in the top 12. DeAndre Swift is also um, really talented, but he was just injured. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is kind of in a similar boat. He missed the season, but um, he should be there as well. Ezekiel Elliott, I think he's outside the top 12. I guess DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, they're outside the top 12. So, yeah, that's my list. Yeah, um, definitely a good list of names there. Um, yeah, definitely they're tough to rank at the beginning. I definitely agree with you. Uh, I think we'll have to wait till further in the offseason to get a good read. I don't even trust the order that I rank them, but um, I guess I'll, I'll sort of uh, take a look at mine here. Um, I have Jonathan Taylor uh, first. I think that he had an insane season. I think he finished with the most half PPR fantasy points. Um, total so yeah he just seems like a reliable running back the Colts are fully committed to him we don't know who his quarterback is going to be now but all we know is they're just going to hand him the, the rock and he's just going to run so he's my first guy got Derrick Henry at second I think he had the most fantasy points per game last season um, the only problem was that he was hurt for a large portion of the year but that was the first year that he really battled with a significant injury so um, there's a great chance he can bounce back next year. I didn't put him at first because, I don't know, he still looked a bit banged up in the playoffs. I don't know whether that could affect him at all. felt like putting him at second, you know, uh, it still gives him an opportunity to maybe rise up the ranks later on. Um, I have Christian McCaffrey at number three. I agree with you. I don't know where to put him because of his injury issues. Uh, you don't want to be drafting him early because of that. But then at the same time, if you draft him early and he's healthy, he can pay off. So, um, there's also the trade rumors with him. Uh, he's pretty much just a, a question mark at this point. So I just put him at number three. I put Austin Eckler at number four. Um, yeah, he had a great year last year. Um, the way Herbert's been playing, the amount of yards, he's going to get a lot of catch. He's going to get a lot of yards. And he improved his rushing totals as well as his rushing touchdowns last year. So becoming a more complete back, I really like that from Austin Eckler. Um, I have Dalvin Cook at five. Um, yeah, the Vikings offense runs around him. Will that change with the new coaching staff? Possibly, but um, with his talent, I really don't see that happening. So he's definitely a top five back, I guess, for now. I have Joe Mixon at six. Um, he was able to stay healthy last year, and he proved he was a top back. So as long as he's healthy, he's going to be great. So I have him at six. I have Kamara at seven. He could probably move up. We just don't know who his quarterback is. We don't know how much of the offense is going to be left. So um, he could probably be in my top three, but... I, I don't know his situation. He's another one of those like question mark players. Um, Nick Chubb, I have him at eight. I probably would have him higher. The only problem is he wasn't as healthy last year. And like you mentioned, splitting time with Kareem Hunt. 
really hurts his value. He could probably be like a top five guy if he didn't have that situation. But he's still solid either way. I have Najee Harris uh, right after him at number nine. Um, I just feel like, yeah, he had a great rookie year with a subpar offensive line. Obviously, not having the same quarterback might affect him a little bit. But I still think he's going to be getting a lot of carries. He should be able to get a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Um, I have Aaron Jones at number 10. I know you didn't mention him. I know he's in a split backfield as well. But I just feel like, uh, you know, he played pretty well last year. Um, I know he didn't finish the highest in, I guess, like total fantasy points. But, I mean, he was pretty solid. Um, I believe he barely cracked the top 12 there. And I guess um, if he's given more opportunities this season, he can definitely sneak in there. Um, I have Antonio Gibson at number 11. Uh, we saw how Carson Wentz operates with running backs this year with Jonathan Taylor. So if they operate a similar offense there in Washington, I think Eckler can definitely benefit from that. So uh, or not Eckler, uh, Gibson, sorry, can definitely uh, benefit from that. Um, he's a good young running back. Um, I know he dealt, I believe he dealt with injury a little bit last year, but he was pretty solid. If I'm not mistaken, he had a pretty good year. So um, yeah, definitely look for him to take that next step. And at number 12, I have Leonard Fournette. I definitely agree with every, everything you said. He has all the abilities. He's rounded into a decent passing back as well, so, which he didn't have in Jacksonville. So, um, yeah, as long as he has a decent quarterback throwing him the ball, he'll definitely produce. And then just outside there, um, I guess I have DeAndre Swift. Um, you talked a little bit about him. The Lions are going to run him into the ground as long as he's healthy. So he could definitely crack into the top 12. Um, Javante Williams out of Denver. Uh, we know Wilson's always had a good run game accompanying him. We saw what Chris Carson and Marshawn Lynch did previously in Seattle. So if Melvin Gordon leaves in free agency, Javante Williams will have the backfield to himself and they call him the tackle breaker for a reason. So he definitely can shoot up the board after free agency. And then I threw Eli Mitchell there just because he's a wild card. We know San Francisco, they're very secretive with how they operate their backfield. But he looks so talented, and he got a lot of carries last year. So if he gets similar numbers this year, he can definitely be pretty solid. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll just get back to you. I guess any names that we mentioned that maybe you want to talk about? Um, I guess I guess maybe Javante Williams. I think he's probably going to be one of the sleeper picks um, for the trip, I guess, for like the fantasy drafts. So he's probably going to be someone that you, you might not have to take him with like your first pick. You can take him with your, your second pick if you like to pick um, more than one running back early. And um, if you take him as your second pick, he's probably going to give you a lot of value. If he falls to you with your third pick, you might be able to, to take him and you get a lot of value um, there as well. Yeah, I think it just depends on where Melvin Gordon goes. I think if Melvin Gordon stays there, Williams will probably be like a third rounder. If Melvin Gordon goes, he would definitely be like a second pick, like you said. So I think it just depends like uh, what the, the running back situation is there. Um, the, another thing is the Broncos might let Russ cook. So the chance that, that the running backs will be as relevant as they were this past year. I mean, we'll definitely have to see about that. You mentioned Ezekiel Elliott. I just, I don't know whether Dallas might cut him or whether he's going to be splitting with Tony Pollard this year. I just didn't see that juice in Elliott that I normally see. I know he he might have cracked the top 12 in total fantasy points last year, uh, if I'm not wrong. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know if I see that in him this year. 
Um, so I didn't put him in my top 12. I noticed you put James Conner. I definitely would have put James Conner in my top 12. I'm just not sure which team he's going to go to. So if he stays in Arizona and he remains as the starter, I definitely like him earlier on as like a mid-second round back, definitely a, a top 12 back for sure. Um, because, yeah, he's a, he's a touchdown machine. Um, yeah, you just put him at the goal line. He'll punch it in, and he'll take a lot of yards in earlier downs as well. So, yeah, James Conner's really solid. Um, yeah, uh, just a few names here. Like, um, I, I didn't know what order to put everybody in, like, uh, especially, like, guys like Antonio Gibson. Like, he was subpar at the beginning. Then they were using him a lot at the end of the year. He looked good. So, I don't know any other thoughts about uh, just some different players. I mean, there's like a lot, a lot of players that it's going to be a little bit difficult to kind of gauge how well they'll, they'll do. Like, for example, Cordarrelle Patterson, he had a really good season. I think he's he was eligible this, as both wide receiver and running back this year, but I think he finished somewhere in the top 12. He ended up having 208 fantasy points, so not sure well where he will be in the top 12 or if he's going to be eligible for running back again or if they'll give him dual eligibility so he's another um pick that's like not necessarily like a second round pick but more of like a later round pick that you might be able to take a look at yeah i, I definitely agree uh it'll just depend on where uh he is like which team he's with and how they want to use him i feel like because I feel like if they already have a starting running back, wherever he signs, his value might drop because they might not use him as much. So um, I guess I, I can go through some other names that we didn't mention here. Um, there's like Cam Akers, uh, David Montgomery, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, Michael Carter, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I guess what are your thoughts on some of these guys? I think um, Clyde Edwards Solaire, he's probably going to fall through the draft mainly because he didn't have the best season, but he was injured. So he's again another sleeper pick you could take a look at. Saquon Barkley, it's going to be hard to tell because the Giants haven't been very successful. And I guess Barkley has been expected to kind of be the focal point of the Giants' um, offense, more or less, but it just hasn't really worked out. So for Saquon Barkley, it's basically your mileage, your mileage meter. Yeah, I, I think for him, uh, hopefully the offense can sort of uh, get things together, um, you know, under the new coaching staff and sort of get him into a rhythm. He could definitely be a steal uh, if the offense uses him in the right way. Um, I guess a guy like Damian Harris, it's tough to tell because uh, Ramondre Stevenson could get more snaps this year for the Patriots, so... It's really hard to judge. Damian Harris looked really solid this year, though, so I wouldn't fade him at all. I wouldn't reach for him. I'd probably take him where he's at, maybe, like, uh, in, like, the third or fourth round. I wouldn't reach any earlier than that for him, most likely. Um, yeah, and I guess a guy like Josh Jacobs is interesting uh, with the Raiders. I mean, his role just grew as the year went along, and, yeah, he might be the, another one of those sleeper guys, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cam Akers? Do you think he'll be a split backfield there in LA or do you think he'll be like the main guy? I guess it might depend on kind of the overall, um, I guess, health of the team. I'm guessing if everybody's um, healthy, then you would have to split, kind of split the backs because um, there's a lot of talent in, in on that team. So I feel like Cam Akers does deserve um, some snaps so it's gonna 
be, I guess it'll be up to kind of the coaching staff how they want to play it. Yeah, I mean, if you have spots on your roster, just draft all three running backs <laughs> from the Rams and you'll find whichever one is uh, uh, playing well that week. You just put them in, whether it's Akers, Henderson, or Sony Michelle. So <laughs> we'll definitely have to see about that. I mean, there's so many other names here. There's like Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. We don't know who's going to be the starter there. Devin Singletary. Then you have like Travis Etienne or James Robinson. We don't know who's going to be the starter there. Um, is Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard. Like there's so many names here of, of just guys. Miles Sanders we didn't even talk about. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of names here. We'll definitely have to see how things shake out in the offseason. Players are going to sign different places. We talked about Melvin Gordon as well. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good names here. So We'll definitely have to see as uh, everything shakes out in the off season. I guess. Do you have any last thoughts? Um, I guess for I guess going back to quarterbacks a little bit. I guess um, the Broncos are probably letting go of Teddy Bridgewater, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I feel like he's slept on a little bit. He might not be like the most talented quarterback, but I think he's more than serviceable as a starter. Yeah, I think the Saints were even thinking about bringing him back. So uh, we'll see about that. I heard the Steelers are going after Deshaun Watson. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, there's, uh, I guess, a lot of different uh, reports going around in terms of quarterbacks. We talked about Jimmy G uh, potentially going to the Colts. We talked about Trubisky going to the Giants. Like, there's going to be a lot of movement, I guess, in the coming week or so. There's any major trades we'll definitely be reporting it on the next fanatics football episode and yeah that's going to be this week's episode of fantasy fanatics football uh make sure you check us out on instagram and twitter at fan fan podcast we've been posting picks for nba and nhl so definitely go check those out um and then this episode will be on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. just make sure you like subscribe share hit the bell for notifications on youtube leave comments reviews all that good stuff and yeah this off season has been crazy so far definitely see what happens in the coming weeks and yeah we'll talk to you guys on the next episode